Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. It's actually from Proverbs 4.20, Proverbs 4.20, and it's Christ speaking to, uh, I'm not exactly sure who he was speaking to directly, but it was probably one of the disciples. And he said, my son, attend to my words, incline thy ears unto my saying. And what I love about this is it's really fascinating how people receive information. We hear with our ears, but we listen with our emotions. If I give you a book on the laws of the universe, you could read that book and go, eh, yeah, that's pretty cool. If I get the book, I might be excited as hell because I see the potential in it. But somebody with no experience would not see the potential in it. They would not understand that that book has the ability to bring them anything that they could possibly desire in life. So the question becomes, how do we get, how do we get to the point where we're raising our awareness as Christ talked about? Because that's what he's saying in this, by the way. He's saying, incline thy ear unto my sayings. I'm not coming down to your level. You come up to mine. That's what he's saying. I'm not coming down to your level. You come up to mine. Because if you want what I have, if you want to understand what I have, you have to raise your understanding. Me coming down to your level is not going to raise your understanding. You have to work to come up to mine, which means you have to have some kind of faith, no matter what teacher you're listening to. You have to be thinking to yourself, this person understands something that I don't understand. I remember uh, when I first was introduced to Bob Proctor, way back in 1996, a guy gave me two cassette tapes. I was, I was leaving a meeting, and he said, you ever hear of this guy? And I said, no. But I had been looking for someone that explained how spirit and personal development and success in business, how all of that worked together. But I could never find anybody that could put all the pieces together that made it work without big, huge, gaping holes in in either the theology or the ethics or the value systems. Like, it just didn't work. I put these cassette tapes in. I'm driving home, literally break down in tears. I'm like, this guy understands something that I don't understand, but he, but this is what I've been looking for, what this guy's actually teaching. And what's fascinating about it is that the guy that gave me those cassette tapes didn't hear that. I was like, what'd you think? And he's like, yeah, it was okay. It was interesting. You know, it's more positive stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, seriously, that's all you hear in this? Like this information could change the world. But if you can't hear it, it's just another book of words or another another audio with words in it. So how do we do that? How do we do that? You have to raise your desire to the level of want to where you recognize the teaching as something that will give you that desire. This is why desire is so important, so vitally important. It just, it gives me goosebumps every time I think about it because it tells me what my job is. It tells you what your job is. What's our job? Our job is to raise our desire to the level of understanding in which we meet that information 
that comes into our life that brings us exactly what we desire. But if we stay in doubt, fear, and worry, we're not at that level of understanding. So it's so vitally important that you don't tolerate the, the, the fear, doubt, and the worry. You just set it aside. And you really focus on what you want. You really focus on building that desire to an intensity inside of yourself, where it literally becomes a magnificent obsession. So the word, the thought for today is listen. We hear with our ears, but we listen with our emotions. You have to start to listen differently. And it's with everything. Like if something bad happens in your day, listen, listen to what it is. Don't just go with the surface experience. Like, why am I having this experience? It could be the worst thing you've ever experienced in your life. And I guarantee you there's gold there if you'll but listen to what it's really trying to tell you. But you have to listen. You have to stay out of the cognitive mind that knows how to just react to every damn thing that's happening. And you get stuck in the emotional turmoil of all of that. So really quick, I'm going to give you something from uh, Genevieve Biren from Your Invisible Power to work on today for your desire, okay, to actually, it's practical. She says, <clears throat> the exercise of the visualizing faculty, visualizing faculty keeps your mind in order. Now that's important. If our mind is not in order, it's in chaos. And if it's in chaos, our results are, are chaotic. So what she's saying is visualizing brings order to your mind. Are you visualizing doubt, fear, and worry, or are you visualizing your desire? It's choice. It's your greatest power, choice. You can choose. To, yes, I understand that some of you are worried. Some of you are in fear. You can choose to visualize that and hold on to that feeling, or you can choose to visualize the, dire, the, the desire regardless of it. It keeps your mind in order and attracts to you the things that you need to make life more enjoyable and, and in an orderly way. If you train yourself in the practice of deliberately picturing your desire and carefully examining, examining your picture, you will soon find that your thoughts and desires proceed in a more orderly uh, uh, procession than ever before. Having reached a state of ordered mentality, you're no longer in a constant state of mental hurry. Hurry is fear and consequently destructive. In other words, when your understanding grasps the power to visualize your heart's desire and holds it with your will, it attracts to you all things requisite to the fulfillment of that picture by the harmonious vibrations of the law of attraction. You realize that since order is heaven's first law, and visualization places things in their natural order, then it must be a heavenly thing to visualize. So here, Biren, Biren, who was Thomas Troward's only student, which is an amazing story in and of itself that I won't get into right now. What she's basically saying is, in order to elevate the desire to the vibrational equivalency of the thing that we want, we have to visualize it. We have to hold that picture in our mind and keep it free and clear of the cobwebs of, of doubt, worry, and fear. That's all we have to do is to hold it there. 
Everything else is we're going to become aware of because it's already here. Now, you could talk about the law of attraction. I hate the law of attraction. Number one, it's not a primary law. It's a secondary law. It's subsequent to the law of vibration. And it, and it, it, when it, one of the things that it does that it automatically plants this idea in your mind is that you're separate from the thing that you want. If I have to attract it, I don't have it. So I like to say manifestation because it's already here. It's just in another state of consciousness. What, what we do when we manifest is we bring it into our awareness. It's not that it's not here. We don't have to attract anything. It's already here. We need to bring it into our consciousness. Consciousness is when we consciously recognize all the different pieces that we need that are requisite to the visualization of the desire that we want to manifest in our life. We become conscious that it's here. When I was on the forklift and I was desperate and I changed my attitude, boom, I instantly became conscious that the opportunity to triple my income was right there. It was right there with me for two years. Prior to that, I was not conscious of it. When I took my income from 50000 a year to 50000 a month, it happened in two weeks after I tried desperately for two months to do it. And when I changed my consciousness, it was right there. That's how I did it in two weeks. And then I took it over a million and never went backwards from that. Now you can do a million in a weekend. It's like, it's nothing. It, it, if you can see it, you can do it. But you have to keep your consciousness at the right level, you keep the visualization at the right level so that you see the opportunity to do it. The challenges on the way up in that hierarchy of what you're visualizing, you also with your physical senses see all the reasons that you can't. A client drops off, somebody doesn't pay, nobody's answering the phone, my marketing campaign didn't work, one of my team left, the kids are sick, my husband's pissed off at me, my, my relationship is falling apart. Like all the different things that can go wrong will go wrong and it will tempt you to change what it is that you're seeing in your mind. The elite mind in any field that I have ever studied holds that image regardless of what's going on in their personal or professional life. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Because the desire is that strong. And there's also an underlying understanding of there's all, there, there will always be distractions and reasons not to do something. A higher value system is really understanding the purpose of your life and following that no matter what. Because if you're not doing that, you're, you're following another purpose that's not part of your life. And that doesn't mean that there's not people that are part of your purpose. There is. But if it's taking you off course what your purpose is, it's not, it's not for you. It's just a distraction. That's all it is. Listen to everything. What is it that the things in your life are trying to communicate to you? The thing that you desire is already here. See it clearly in your mind and hold it there. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.